I'm on the trail, Hudson. I have a new piece of evidence for this Skylarking Todd Rundgren puzzle. It is the Soda Joker podcast from 2012. And actually, we don't get much stuff around the um, the Skylarking Todd Rundgren puzzle. But we do get some lovely stuff. Because he's always an interesting... Um, person to interview, Andy Partridge. He's fun and funny and uh, likes wordplay and likes comedy and wants to make you laugh. So, you know, easy to get him on there. And he's provided some background to him, you know, to his love of music and some stuff around the music. You know, he says that one of the reasons why I think this is during the time when he's um, talking about uh, the Dukes of no, it's not, actually. It's 2012. So it's after that. Um, but we talk about the kind of pastoral music, the kind of more bucolic XTC uh, stuff, which I love so much. Um, they want to talk about love on a farm boy's wa- wages, the, the soda jerkers. Um, he talks about not hearing much rock and roll. You know, the, the general feeling is, well, you turned on the, t- the, the radio in the... In the late 50s, and it was rock and roll, wall to wall rock and roll. That's the influence, but it wasn't. He said, actually, what was on TV was the sort of like classics and show songs, and that really influenced him. And you can see that in work like The Duke of Stratosphere, you know, and um, Brainiac's Daughter, and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, and, and really stuff like the more. Um, country airs of Love on a Farm Boy's Wages, you know. He talks a lot about blundering into songs, you know, how his career has been about blundering around and said that he blundered into three chords when he was trying to play something else and not looking and thought, oh, that sounds interesting though. And he said, as I played it, I heard a hunting horn getting louder and that became the first word of the song. It was like a sort of piping you know, piping country horn. And now he tells us, thinking back to the song, yeah, it does sound like some kind of tarantara hunting or a very sort of, um, a sort of mournful hunting, um, uh, hunting horn in the, in the, the distance on a, a bright winter day, you know. He also says that as he got, became a better songwriter, he wanted, he, was, he became more interested in his lyrics standing up on their own, sort of as poetry, but separate to the music. You know, that became more important. And one of the ways he works on songs is that he, he sticks old songs together. You know, he said, for instance, since he's working overtime, is four songs stuck together. There are some who chords on there. So then parts of the parts that went into this song went into another song on the same album. It's really nice to, really nice to see to to hear the way he works, and I'm always fascinated with the way people say, "Well, this little bit went into that song, and I have this little bit here." How do you think about the way things work that way? How do you think about, you know, when I write, it's all one piece, really, in a way, and I can go back and revisit it, but I don't think I'll take that out because I remember that from there and put that there. It doesn't work that way, but then I suspect because songs are shorter, maybe. But I am fascinated by the way this works and certainly the way that um, Andy Partridge really shows the way he works on this. He is asked by the by the two hosts if he's heard um, Todd Rundgren's cover of Dear God and 
really, the general feeling is, no. And they ask him about this, so this is where my evidence comes from, Watson. There's not much, really, of new stuff. So, you know, great arranger, crappy engineer. I should have said, you know, you arrange it, we'll get someone else to be the engineer, you know. But said, no, no fun on the personality front, you know. But then again, he says, I was being told by the label, which would be Virgin at the time, to shut up and be produced. And I tried to do that, but... As he said before, when these songs are your babies and someone's saying, want to get this out, get it out sideways, you think, no, you know, you can't come out that way. So, you know, he takes some of the kind of, um, of the other side. He has some empathy around this. He has some emotional intelligence around the, that it wasn't all about Todd Rundgren's personality. He wasn't easy to work with either in that way, you know. They tried to get some information out about my favourite song of all time, and also, consequently, my favourite XTC song. I've done those around the wrong way again. The Disappointed. And he says, you know, I think I think it's because I've always been the dumpy. You get to be either the dumper or the dumpy. And I think only one time was I ever the dumper. He said, so I have a big poisoned well to draw from. Which is very lovely way of putting it. He, um, they obviously talk about the Beatles, and he's a great fan of Paul McCartney's work and says that Brainiac's daughter is Paul McCartney's psychedelia, he calls it. You know, he's a, he's a fan of Lennon as well. He said Lennon was a lazy git. You know, he says that, he says that, you know, for instance, and he shows us how we start off with this, and then it moves to this, and he shows us how simple that can be, you know. Um, there are other insights here. Um, they talk about what, he's, what he has coming up. And of course, this has come out now. This album has come out, but or rather, the EP's come out. Um, the work with Robin Hitchcock. You know, he says, I really like working with Robin Hitchcock. I think, it, you know, he's great, a great talent. I just wish that he would um, finish things. You know, <laughs> you know, and it's, I mean, that Planet England has come out now. It's a great EP. But this is really interesting. He sort of signs off by talking about um, how they always, up to Apple Venus, he thinks, were thinking, well, you know, we make an album, people don't buy it, and we think, why haven't they bought it? We're going to make this album even better, so you have to buy it. They haven't buy that one either. Let's make this one even better, so they really have to buy this. And he says that up until Apple Venus, he thinks that this, the album's got better and better, and he thought Wasp Star was then going off the boil, really. So, you know... I think, did we reach the top of the mountain with Apple Venus or where we halfway up or, you know, with other albums or he thinks when he listens to it now, yeah, I'm not so sure. I really like the counterpoint of that album with Apple Venus and I see them as two different sides of the same coin. So I really love that album, but it's really interesting the way he thinks of it. And he's usually honest in these uh, interviews and that's something that's quite rare. So it is lovely to hear this again. No extra information to solve the puzzle. But we'll keep looking, Watson. This is a wonderful interview. But we will keep looking. Mark my words, Watson. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.